0: I'm a media mask meow. It's not filmed in front of a living studio audience. best friends, but we love talking about dead people. We're going to laugh and we'll cry. Well, Dana's going to cry a little
1: bit. We got love bombs all over the place and let's not act like Matt isn't going to cry a little bit. But we're also going to cuss, so if that doesn't resonate, turn the fuck around.
0: Yeah, we're going to drop some fuck bombs.
1: But we also want to share our experiences and knowledge about mediumship.
0: So, sit down, get comfortable, and remember
1: you are the light of one hundred thousand. You
0: are alive. and enjoy
2: <laughs> i'm a medium ask me
0: how <laughs> <Boop>. <laughs> i'm sorry I, lo- I love logan's new theme song <laughs> but i missed that part <laughs>
1: Yeah, the him singing is the best part, but it'll come back. You know, we're just doing October theme right now.
0: Yes, yes. ha. ha mu-ha-ha. October. Yeah.
1: I tried to do the ha, but I'm not scary enough.
0: <laughs> it was like that, like, what? The the Secret Life of Pat's like, you're that very angry little kitty. It's <laughs> like, oh, he's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> Tina. Matthew. We need to talk about a lot in this episode today. We need to talk about the cleanup on IO four.
1: Yeah. You know, I'm a Virgo and I'd love to clean, but I'm sick of cleaning. Yeah. If I'm honest.
0: Yeah. yeah. I'm a store manager at a restaurant and that's all I do is clean. So to go to your actual love and passion job, it's tough to do that. There's to mm-hmm. constantly clean up after others. Like, and what we call psychic cleanup happens constantly.
1: It's a full-time job. It's mm-hmm. It quite literally is a full-time job. And, and I think it affects us in such a deep way because we care about this work in such mm-hmm. a deep way.
0: Well, I think the hard part too is there's no accountability. There's no way to hold us accountable to what we're saying to people.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's what I always find the hardest. I know that the UK right now, you know uh they have a thing called a i think it's a psychic uh endangerment law or something like that i am not 100 sure i know it began uh way back when when fraudulent mediumship act thank you it just crept in like i swear <laughs> just a boop. um but it's called the fraudulent medium act but it ended up starting with uh the witch witch trials And and in the UK, uh, that was how it practiced. And it eventually turned, I believe, in the uh, early 1900s to the Fraudulent Mediumship Act to protect uh, the general public from fraudulent mediumship,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: which, hey, I mean, it's something. Mm -hmm. And I know in the UK, I think you have to either register that you're a psychic and a medium or there's some sort of accountability where you can be held accountable in the court of law on hurting others. But here in the United States, we don't got that.
1: Like no. It's, it's, and there's, there's zero regulation. And in the wild, mm-hmm. wild west of TikTok, which we've we've talked about before, there is zero regulation. Um, mm-hmm. People are are really vulnerable, like in their grief state. They're so desperate to hear from their loved ones. Mm-hmm. And they are so easily taken advantage of. And it breaks my heart. And the damage mm-hmm. that continues to be done is devastating because what happens to these people, you know, these people that I, you know, I I always want to go in with like, do these people have the worst intention? I I, probably not. You know, maybe they do, maybe they don't. I always want to go in like glass half full, maybe they don't, you know. But Mm -hmm. they don't understand that like when they leave these people, when these people walk away from this reading, how are they leaving these people? And what ends up happening over and over and over again, Matt, is they land in our lives. They land yeah. in our one-on-one readings. And they, how often are you told, I was told by another psychic, by another medium, this or that, my my loved one was stuck, that I'm holding them back by gr- my grief, um, that they're angry at me, that they're not, um, they're unable to cross over. I mean, the Every single time I go live, there's something. There's
0: mm-hmm. something. Mhm. It's a never-ending shit pile <laughs> that we've got to sift through. And and you were saying something and it just reminded me of something where it's like with spirituality and mediumship and psychic work, it's literally like a bowl full of mud and water, right? Because everything in what we do is all thrown together, right? And so it's not easy for the general public to go, okay, well, I'm going to go in and this is what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. This exact, like our type of mediumship is exactly what I'm looking for. And I think sometimes the general public goes in looking for our type of mediumship, not to say it's the best, right? But I'm saying our type and they end up getting something else.
1: Well, let's talk about what our type is. So you and I are what we consider evidential mediums. So, Mm -hmm. you know, there are a lot of different kinds of people that call themselves mediums out there. But for Matt and I, we are the type of mediums that are going to come forward and we're going to give you lots of facts and figures and what we love to call the ungoogleable evidence (laughs) that we have your loved ones with you. So we're not... Can you spell that? (laughs) That's U N G O O G. A L A B L E.
0: Um, okay. I'm sorry. I just needed a moment for on Googleable.
1: Because
0: <laughs> every good time I go to type it it's it's unstoppable. <laughs> so like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> but it's those those weird
1: and it's that's what yeah. makes I think our work so beautiful. It's those mm-hmm. random weird memories that you know, you can't look up on somebody's obituary that, um, those, those inside jokes that only two people know about that come through in a reading that validate without a shadow of a doubt that we have your loved one with us. And so that's really the first and foremost. That's, that's, I think what's beautiful about what we do is the undeniability of who we are bringing forward when we're talking Mm -hmm. about that. Um, we also were really focus on development and have de- worked on personally developing this before we worked with the general public, because very often it's not to say that people aren't connecting with loved ones, but they're yeah. misperceiving a lot of what spirit is putting forward. They might feel like a choking sensation in in the throat and be like, oh, this, this spirit is choking me. N- no. They're just giving you evidence that the way that they passed was choking. Choking. So there's a Mm -hmm. lot of misperception of uh, what things are happening. Or if somebody suffered with depression in their life, they're going to be like, this spirit has really carried this over and they're really depressed here in the afterlife. No, they're just simply giving evidence to who they were in their life here on Earth, Mm -hmm. not to where they are currently. So that development piece is really, really huge. So Matt and I are evidential mediums who are developed. I always say that I'm developing, developing, but we have gone through a lot of development to get to where we are as professional mediums so that we can interpret what spirit is saying to what was in their life and who they are now in the spirit world.
0: Yeah, I always now like to refer to evidential mediumship as the step out of the way mediums, right? Because we work really hard to step out of the way, not include our personal bias into our readings, not to over interpret and over relate it to our lives, but to deliver it as it's coming through in the way it's supposed to come through and just handing you the pieces. So evidential mediumship is like building a puzzle. And and it's a really good analogy, so bear with me here. I love a good puzzle. Oh,
2: my God, I love a good
0: puzzle. All right. But it's essentially, as we're establishing a connection, we're building the parameter and the outline of the puzzle, right? Like you normally, you should If you're a puzzle person, you always start with the border. Right. So establishing the connection is like putting the pieces together. And then when we're giving evidence to deeper into the reading, we're just handing the pieces over to the person that's receiving the reading for them to put together the middle. Right. Because I think that like when we establish a person, it's essentially us being like, I feel this person, this person would be X, Y and Z. This is would be their personality. And when you lock down the person, it's then in turn, this, it's up to the spirit. Do you understand this? Do you understand this? Do you understand this? I'm seeing this. Do you understand this? And it lets that person know with a shadow of a doubt that we are literally just transcribing and giving the mail to the person that it's for and not reading into it. And I think that I'm very proud of because it lets the person know, regardless of religion, gender, sexual orientation, um, anything like that is not myself, that I have your loved one. Mm -hmm. I can read for almost anybody. I can read for almost anybody. And I'm not saying that to brag, but I'm saying that as if you step out of the way, what is possible? Mm-hmm. What is possible?
1: It's removing that bias. And you've, mm-hmm. you've, you've brought in a good point because if a reader has extreme bias, and and again, this is not judging anybody's religious no. choices or anything like that, but if you come in to a reading as the reader with a heavy religious bias and you have been taught that there are demons and that there's hell and that there is this and that there is that, and you are bringing that into the reading, you are bringing in your own layer of uh-huh. bias to what, what is coming through evidentially. And you're not just letting spirit communicate what they want to communicate.
0: So essentially, you're limiting yourself to a limitless potential, right? It's because you're kind of saying, well, the buck stops here with my beliefs, and you're not kind of being open-minded. And just take that into consideration. You're not being open-minded to the evidence. And so therefore, is your reading 100% accurate? It's it's literally like a lot of the, the mediums that are not doing things the way that they should is kind of like stepping out of the way. We'll say they're hundred percent accurate all the time,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and and not to say that the religious mediums. I I, I want to be very clear, but you can clearly tell the ego is stepping in and being like, "I'm right. I'm a hundred percent right. You have to take this. This is a trap, spirit. This is, you know." Whoa, hold up! Is that your evidence that you're perceiving, or is that the actual fact? Because if the sitter or the person that's receiving the reading is not resonating with what you're saying, is it a hundred percent accurate?
1: Yeah. Well, absolutely. And that's, again, why you can say, Matt, that you have the ability to read for so many different people or spirits because you don't bring in your Mm -hmm. background or bias. Um, I know a lot of very religious mediums that you would never guess that they are. And they do their mediumship because they don't bring that bias into... The space of being a medium, mm-hmm. so you can be both. You can have a, you can go to church. You can be, yeah. You can have whatever cultural religious practice in your own space. But when we sit with spirit, when we sit as mediums, we cannot bring that into the space. We just can't. No. It, it doesn't. Because me
0: and you me and you might not have the same opinion, mm-hmm. right? And then that's almost disempowering, mm-hmm. especially uh, like going back to my analogy about the muddy waters in a bowl, right? It's it's they don't know what is rec- correct and what's not correct. So you can literally say anything and then it's concrete fact because there becomes a power dynamic that is not talked about in the mediumship community enough of being like, you're going to be the person I'm reading for, okay? Mm-hmm. I can say anything to you and you would think that I was accurate because I'm talking to something that is not there.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Right. And so who is empowered and who's disempowered? Right. You are. Right. Because I can be like, yeah, your loved one's stuck. And then you're like, oh, my God, this majestic person that's sitting in front of me that's all knowing is saying this. It must be true.
1: Anybody just because somebody says that they're a psychic or a medium doesn't make it so. And guess what? I'm a psychic medium. And I am not 100%. Everything Mm -hmm. that I say is not so.
0: Mm -mm. You shoot for a cool 80. 80% baby.
1: Honestly, though, like I I think that we need to humanize that, you know, if something doesn't hit, if the, if the medium, Mm -hmm. if the person who says that they're a psychic medium isn't connecting, isn't your, isn't. Bringing forward things that are resonating isn't bringing forward evidence that makes sense. Throw it out. Just yeah. because somebody says that they're a psychic medium doesn't mean that. But
0: that's that's the hard part, Dana. That's the hard part because they don't know what to throw out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? I mean, me and you would know how to throw out because this is our livelihood and this is our career. But that's the part where it's like they don't know. So is there anything that you would know for signs to throw something out?
1: Um, Well, first off, you know, I mean, if it's just not resonating, if I, I trust my body. So Mm -hmm. again, this is, I'm a little, I'm I'm a little spoiled because I've done a lot of work on myself to make sure that I listen to my intuition, but everybody has intuition everybody does. Everybody has that little gut feeling wherever they feel it in their body. Sometimes people feel it in their heart space, sometimes people feel it in their stomach. Wherever you feel it in your body, you kind of have everybody has a bullshit detector on on some level. So, mm-hmm. if something's not ringing true to you, if you don't get like the chills or there's not evidence being brought forward, You can throw that out. You can write it down and if it makes sense later. I mean, there's certainly things that, Mm -hmm. you know, in a mediumship reading that, I mean, how many times has this happened? I mean, it happens to us all the time. We're like, we will be delivering a fire reading for part of the reading and then all of a sudden, like, it seems like the wheels come off and we're (laughs) like, just record, you know, we'll give you the recording of the reading, write it Mm -hmm. down, show it to bring this to your mom, show it to them. And then it makes sense, but it doesn't make sense for them in the moment. But Mm I, I don't even want to push that, you know, like, and if it doesn't make sense to whomever you show it to, then that's fine too. But my point is, is like, trust if it doesn't ring true to you, trust that. And, and, you know, if 80% rings true to you, take the 80%, leave the 10 that doesn't or the 20 that doesn't. Um, yeah. But I want to, just because somebody has psychic medium in their name does not mean that everything that comes out of their mouth is from the word of God, okay? Mm -hmm. We are human and we are just mouthpieces (laughs) and we do the best that we can. the ethical ones, the ethical ones do the best that we can to be clear voices for spirit. Now, I've given a lot of grace up to this point that, that, there are people out there that maybe they're not so well developed they have the mm-hmm. best intention they don't really understand what they're doing there's also some shady ass motherfuckers out there
0: oh damn shots fired <laughs> there are there are there are um, really quick and then we'll move on to this i always like to say rule of thumb rule of thumb 80 percent accurate from the spirit world right for my human and 10% for the information that can't be verified right now. Mm -hmm. Right? So that's 100%. Mm -hmm. But 10% is my human. Humans make mistakes, motherfucker. Mm -hmm. Now, these people that are intentionally hurting people, why did they do it, Dana?
1: Money, 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 money. Ego. But a lot of it is money. So let's talk about this because there are some people that... They'll do a mediumship reading. I'm going to do... If you guys aren't watching us on YouTube, I'm doing quotation marks.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm going to do a mediumship reading for you. I've got your your uncle here. He unalived himself. He is stuck. But for the low, low price of $500, I am going to cross him over for you and whatever. It's an up sale. So let me just put this caution out there, guys, you should only need one mediumship reading every once. If you want to go back for another mediumship reading in another six months, another year, whatever, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But you should not need or require anything. The purpose of mediumship is to prove continuation of life. Is yes. to bring connection. It is not, our job is not to unstuck anybody. It is not to cross anybody. It is not to do any wooey wooey magic, magic. It is to just simply prove connection.
0: Yes. Makes me want to like an infomercial. Do you want a low-quality, top-cost reading? Then Chris goes for you. <laughs> <laughs> Spear butter will instick your relatives.
1: <laughs> but how many times do we hear about this? And I once alive easily, if not more. And and I I wouldn't be making a podcast about it if it wasn't a bigger problem. I swear. And people are vulnerable. What wouldn't you do to help your loved one that, was, that mm-hmm. was in pain, hurting, like you miss them, like, oh my God, this person can, person can help them. Okay, I'll pay you this money. The question that I always want to give people is what has this person given you up to this point where they tell you that they're, they're stuck, that's evidential, that you know without a shadow of a doubt that they have your loved one with you? Mm Because here's the thing that Matt and I will do. 99% of the time, we haven't even asked you for any information, like who the connection is or anything like that. Most of the time, when Matt and I will do a reading, it's completely spirit-led. So you're going to step into our space and we're going to be like, I feel like I have a man here, X, Y, Z, and give you all of those facts. Mm -hmm. If we've been in a session with you and you're like, oh, there was really somebody I was really hoping to... To connect with. We're going to ask you for a relationship and a relationship only. We're not going to ask for a name. We're not going to ask for anything else. We're just going to ask for a relationship. So that's how we bring forward evidence. Mm-hmm. And then from there, we're going to prove that we have who we have. And sometimes we, it's, it's not a game of telephone. Sometimes we just can't pull them forward and that's fine. Yeah.
0: It doesn't mean that we're horrible mediums. It just means that we just can't connect. And that's cool because tension creates an ability to connect. And it could be a number of factors. It could be that we're burnt out, we're running on fumes. Your seventh reading today. It could be the fact that I just found out that at work, so and so happened, and I have anxiety. It could be that I am overworking myself. It could be a number of factors. It could be it does that not the mean war- that I'm it, not good. It could
1: just mean that it's just not the right time for the mm-hmm. the loved one to come through. It could mean that I'm not the right medium for you. There's there yep. could be. The spirit, but we honor the spirit world and it's not a game of telephone Mm -hmm. and I never guarantee connection. The point, the point, I mean, if, if I'm flailing on everything else, I'm giving your money back or I'm going to rebook or whatever. The point is these people that are like, I have your loved one here. They're stuck. uh, Da, 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 da. How much evidence did you give them prior to the reading? Did you give them a name? Did you give mm-hmm. him a relationship? Were they able to Google the person and then look up the obituary and then feed you back information about this loved one? Or um, were they just like, oh yes, oh man, I'm I'm having a hard time connecting with him. They must be stuck. Those are the things that are happening. And then and then all of a sudden these people get scared. Yeah. No, 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 people. No.
0: So I want, I, I know a lot of mediums listen to this. Okay. I want every medium to consider this. This is just something to consider. Okay. Can you right now say that when your client leaves your care, that they're not scared? Right. So like, it's, it's really funny is, is when we leave a client, we disconnect, right? And And we go about our merry way and they don't exist anymore. I want you, all the mediums out there, to sit with yourself for 30 minutes and reflect on your reading, being like, is what do you think this person thinking about right now? And then later that night, I want you to think again. Mm-hmm. What do you think that person's thinking about? Do you think they're raving about my reading? Or do you think they're sitting on the information that I gave you and scared? If you can't answer 100% yes, it's a yes or a no. It's not like a, well, it's a yes or a no. You got work to do. Mm -hmm. And that's cool. That's an awesome, honest place to be. And if you're being honest with yourself, what can you do better next time? Mm
2: -hmm.
0: What can you empower yourself or what do you need to learn to go and better yourself to be the medium that you deserve to be? and not the medium that you are right now because you deserve to be the best medium that you can be. You deserve to heal as many people as you possibly can in a small amount of time because we don't have much time on this earth. We know it's very limited. But our goal is to empower the people leaving our care to feel fantastic. The the, the point of mediumship is to prove the continuation of life after death, but also to take the weight of worry off their shoulders to know that their loved one's okay because love makes you do the wacky love will make you do things that you never thought you'd do
2: Mm -hmm. right yeah
0: 100 percent. and when you fall in love those of you fall in love you did some really weird stuff right that you don't normally do so imagine going home after a medium has told you your loved one's stuck I've had clients tell me that they would unalive themselves to cross over to help unstick their loved one. That is powerful words. But we don't think about that because we're like, one dollar bill for me, Mm -hmm. two dollar bill for me. I'm so powerful. I'm so magical. No one's better than I am. But really, your client is going to self-harm themselves to go... Help their loved one. And I know what people are like, that's really drastic. No, because it's said to me. It's not that drastic that somebody said it to me because you didn't know how to to filter the evidence as designed.
1: It's not dramatic because it has been said to you and it's been said Mm -hmm. to me multiple times that we saved people's lives. Mm-hmm. by giving them validation that their loved ones were okay because they yeah. had been told by somebody else that they weren't. Mhm. It's happened multiple times. So it's oh. not mm-hmm. an exaggeration. We have a obligation if you are going to do this work on a professional level. If you're going to go out and do it free, if if you're not going to like If you're developing, put developing medium on there so people know that, like, take what you say with a grain of salt, but if you're going to put yourself out there as some sort of authority on it, you have got to be leaving people in a better way than you got them every single time. And if you're not, you need to go back, reevaluate, and stop. And the reason that I say sorry, I'm so boxing a little bit, but I get really, really <laughs> go, passionate. Go, go, go. <laughs> the reason that I say that I'm a developing, a constantly mm-hmm. a developing medium is because of what you said a second ago, Matt, about sitting back with your reading after the reading is over. What could I have done better here? And sitting with evaluation of mm-hmm. like, did I do everything I could for this client? Is there something I could have done better? Is there something I need to work on in my development to go deeper, to sit with this better? Do I need to do more research on this grief topic? This Do I need to get better resources on this or that? Because it is very important that we continue to develop and grow in our mediumship and in our offerings as professionals mm-hmm. to service our clients and to service these people. They are in mm-hmm a very delicate space and in a very vulnerable
0: I love that I love it but you know what's really funny Dana about that whole thing is like your passion and you like self-reflecting on your readings do you know what that tells me Hmm. you care you care about the quality of your work you care about the person that's sitting in front of you you're holding space for their loss And, and I think that's another thing that other mediums need to realize that just like You, the person on the other side, lived, breathed, died, had blood flow, had loss, had grief, had a job, had kids, had hemorrhoids, like you name it. They experienced a full lifetime of experiences and so in our development circle we talk a lot about not honing in on the death Mm -hmm. and i think a lot of unethical or underdeveloped mediums or developing mediums always harness on that five fucking seconds of their life it just makes me so mad Mm -hmm. because like what happened to the other and we'll use my age i'm 38 whatever happened to the other 37 years of their life Mm -hmm. right and it's a celebration. Mediumship is a celebration of the human spirit. It's a celebration of an entire lifetime of joy and happiness and pain and, and, and pleasure and ecstasy and all those great descriptive words to just deliver to the person that's across from you to celebrate their life, to celebrate Every moment of their life. So I always encourage mediums, if you're developing, I want you to encourage to develop on their personality. Mm-hmm. Develop on the memories. Develop on the names. Develop on the facts. Because when you can give those evidence to the person that you're reading for, it is unquestionable of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. The death does not matter as much as we think it is. I throw that shit out. I'm like, I don't need to know how you died. It doesn't matter. Who are you? Who are you? I want to celebrate you as a person, as an individual, as a spirit. Who were you? Mm -hmm. And what mark did you leave on this world? Because a person that's sitting across from me wants to know that you're here. And when you do that, it's fire. Mm -hmm. Because you deepen your evidence. You let go of expectation. You let go of the limiting um, beliefs that we have. And you literally blend deeper with the spirit world you blend on at such a level Ooh, and spirit's here because i'm getting the same (laughs) feeling you you blend with spirit on such an epic beautiful level that that's what the spirit world wants us to do they want us to celebrate how amazing the spirit world is and what the spirit world can be because when we limit it with beliefs and religion and things that are created by man Right, and I'm going to say it's created by man, because really I think, and I'm this is I'm sharing my beliefs. I'm on my soapbox. I never really get to share my beliefs very much. I believe that spirit communication with man is real, but man's interpretation of the information from the spirit world created other things, and it limited our beliefs because then it became, I know more than you know,
2: mm-hmm.
0: rather yeah. than the celebration of the human soul. There are seven billion people on this earth. How is it that only 1 billion of them are correct. Mm-hmm. What happened to the other 6 billion? Right? But if we celebrate what we feel is God through the humanity and through the human soul, and we just embrace each other and celebrate each other for regardless of belief, what's possible? What's possible? We're all peace. <laughs> peace,
1: everybody. No, but you just said in such a beautiful way the purpose of mediumship mm-hmm. is to take the power of death away we know mm-hmm. that in the end human death sur- is surrounding the death of our meat suit we we t- we kind of mm-hmm. joke around about this being our meat suit it's our car and and what do you do when a car breaks down you throw out the the car and you don't care about it anymore but you keep going cuz you got to you keep going and you move on um and and as me as mediums it is our job to prove survival of the spirit or survival mm-hmm. that we continue on that our loved ones are around even after the car breaks down that the right. that the meat suit n- is no longer around that they're always around you and mm-hmm. that is the beautiful job that we have and when it gets bastardized and when it gets, All of these other things put upon it, it breaks my heart. Because what we do is so simple and beautiful and pure
0: and sacred
1: and sacred.
0: Imagine walking into a sacred gland. <laughs> oh, it's Tony Surrender. Stockwell here. Surrender. Sir, sir, I would have dressed oh, better. Mr. Stockwell. His voice melts me. His voice melts me. Uh, Dina, you brought up some interesting points. So I think we, we've kind of said our piece around ethical mediumship, right? But let's go into what mediums can do to improve their abilities, to improve or have self-awareness. Filtering your words.
2: Mm.
0: Filter your shit. Okay. The reader does not, or the reader does not need to say everything that comes to their mind. Mm -hmm. Right. And granted, yes, we want to be in a passive state. Right. And our active mind needs to shut off. But there's some things that can be edited out because it does not necessary. So I'm going to tell a story. Okay. This happened on a live. I'm not going to talk about in detail about the reading, but I'm going to talk about the cause of death. Okay, so I had a young male coming to me, X, Y, and Z, he was showing me, and then he showed me that his head was not attached to his body. Okay, I do not want to scar the person sitting across from me again. I do not want to re traumatize the person that's sitting across from me, but I can say it in a way that's going to get my point across without traumatizing the person. So I would say words like this. Would you understand why I'm seeing an issue with the head and the neck? I am also seeing a lot of um, graphic things, but I want to talk about the head and the neck. Nowhere did I say, the head's off the body and the blood's pumping out and it's all over the ground and it's detached by a string. Some people do that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And and it's literally like trauma. trauma. You're re-traumatizing the person that's, this is their loved one, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. But that's our loved one. Yo, really. You may, it's like you're playing Call of Duty of mediumship. There's no reason to re-traumatize somebody. And, and I think what we do is also have some sensitivity to it, right? You become sensitized to the spirit world. Mm-hmm. You should have some awareness around empathy for others. Mm-hmm. And so when you say it and you deliver it in a very gentle way, that's going to ease it in to be like, yep, that's Bobby. Mm-hmm. His name isn't Bobby, but I'm using Bobby as a spiritual protection program. <laughs> but there's ways to say things. There's also ways to deliver evidence and messages, right? Um, Speaking of messages, I think you gave me the best advice one time that um, it's just like messages don't always have to happen. They don't. Sometimes the loved one just showing up is the message,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? Especially if it's a traumatic
2: death. Mm-hmm
0: sit on that for a second you don't need to be like well he loves you Mm -hmm. he knows he loves you that's your relative (laughs) right them just showing up and being like hey i might have unalived myself this is i'm 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 still here Mm -hmm. i'm still okay because that's i and and speaking from somebody that's had a loved one unalive themselves that's all i wanted to know Mm -hmm. I didn't want to know that he was sorry I didn't want to know that he was apologetic I didn't want to know that he was tortured I wanted to know he was okay Because my main concern in my um, Relative's death was that he was Stuck in that house
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Right and the only reason Why I understand that is from What I see on TV Mm -hmm. Right Oh they're stuck they're trapped No they're not No they're not are you picking that up psychically, right? Are you reading the energy of the area psychically and you're delivering it and you're misinterpreting the evidence because you're not actually talking to the spirit you're but you're picking up things psychically from the location that is indicating that that trauma is still in the area, but not the spirit, right? Are we having discernment and questioning our own evidence as it's rolling through? So the filter Needs to be just more than our words. It needs to be us learning how to decipher what's psychic and what's medium.
1: And then there's fear, right? There's mm-hmm. fear all mixed up in that. But I'm I'm always big on telling people once words are out of our mouth, we can't take them back. So if it makes, you know, we all obviously want to be in flow, and and this is something we we work on with development. And if you see it, say it. But we have to be aware that our words have extreme power. And once they leave our mouth, we can't take them back. So when Mm -hmm. we are dealing with sensitive things, so just using your example, I have seen readers that will sit and harp on something like a death scene like that for five minutes. And there's no need to do that in simply saying you'd understand a neck and a head and they say, yes, done. We've, we've established we know who it is. We don't need to talk about it anymore. We don't need to go, well, because he's showing me this and he's showing me that. We don't need to talk about it anymore. No. The death is very, very, we've validated through evidence. We know who he is. We can move on to the next thing. Yeah. Um, so there's, and, and spirit honors that, you know. Spirit honors that. But we we do not need to sit and harp on that for five minutes.
0: But why do they do that? Because it's sexy. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. You're powerful. You're a god. No, you're not. You're human. And fear sells. And so when we're going through all all that stuff, there's really no need. The case has been solved with this. This was an accident in my reading. It was an accident. The Kid was like, I'm an accident. But that was the message of the whole thing. Of, I know how I affected you guys. I know how my passing affected the entire family. And I want you to know that I was aware. Mm-hmm. That's what he wanted me to say to the client. Nowhere did I have to go a 20-minute conversation around his passing. But he made me feel like there was a lot of like situations in the family that I need to address but it was the message and that it folded the way it needed to unfold. Yeah. I did not harbor on one moment for 40 minutes.
1: Well, and in regards to message, I am real anal about messages. Because <laughs> oh <my> when, <laughs> when messages come through. I love this. I keep going. <laughs> I can't stand in an authentic message. Don't yeah. tell somebody that they love you if they didn't say. If spirit doesn't say it, don't you dare don't you dare put a word in spirit's mouth that they did not say, <laughs> because I think an underdeveloped medium will put words in spirit's mouth to like make the sitter feel better or yeah. to, um, cause they're not getting anything else. Like they say they're sorry. Uh uh-uh. Uh, no, if spirit didn't say they're sorry, I'm not going to say they're sorry. If, even if they if, if that even if they say if they should be saying they're sorry, I am not going to say sorry unless they say they're sorry. I might say like, "I'm sorry that it happened to you." He's not saying he's sorry, but I'm sorry that, he, that this happened to you. I will never, ever, ever say something that spirit does not say. And there are a lot of readers that do that, and you can you can feel it. You can feel when there is that inauthentic Mm -hmm. bullshit message that comes through and you're just like, oh, this feels, that feels so like, that doesn't feel real and you can feel it. Yeah. And, And I'll tell you what, and I'm to all you developing mediums listening to this right now, your sitter knows that they know that if you're coming through, and even if you've delivered a fire reading up to that point, and it's evidence, 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 and you've just said something that, that is inauthentic to what they would have said in life, you have invalidated your reading by yep. giving a crap message.
0: And that's why I'm saying tap into the personality. Because if you tap into the personality, my grandma would never say, I love you.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: She would never say, I love you. If if you came through and you had my grandma, I'm not saying this is actually true, not my grandma that you know, mm-hmm. but my other grandma, if you would have said, hey, she's here, I would have been like, okay, cool. That's my grandma. She would never say I love you to me. And if you said, as a reader, your grandma says I love you, I'd be like, your grandma, you're full of shit. Because <laughs> my grandma would probably have said, well, I still fucking hate you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I would be like, yeah, that's my grandma.
1: Got it. That's her right. Don't exactly. push her. Don't push. Mm-hmm. A, there, I see so many inauthentic messages get pushed through, and it mm-hmm. dri- and you can just f- and and maybe it's because I'm a medium, but I can I can sniff that shit out like from a mile away, and it drives yeah. me crazy.
0: There's a good trick though. There's a good trick, and I don't say trick. I mean like skill. Mm-hmm. Is that explain what you're feeling around mm-hmm. it, like. Sometimes I'm like, hey, they're not saying this, but I'm feeling this. But I want to highlight that they are not saying this. Mm-hmm. So if you were like, um, let's say I pushed your, I, I, I popped all four of your tires. Right. In a, in a hey, I just want to let you know, I feel some sort of uncomfortability around this. They're not apologizing, but I feel like I need to talk about your four tires. Do you understand this? Mm-hmm. Nowhere did I say. Betsy said she's sorry, but you shouldn't have slept with her boyfriend. <laughs> right? Like, but that's what misinterpreting evidence is. I'm only explaining my experience. I'm not explaining what they're saying to you. When they say they're sorry to me, it's not like a, I'm sorry. It's a feeling mm-hmm. and I've got to talk about my experience around that feeling in the po- best possible way. And I think I've said this in another podcast, but I'm not sure, but I always like to call spirit, like spirit incorporated <laughs> where I like, I'm like ground floor. Like I'm, I'm like filing cabinet ground floor that I'm going to have a, year, a yearly review or mm-hmm. a year end review when I go to the other side. And I always hold myself accountable and we have to hold ourselves accountable, but also each other mm-hmm. um, of being, if I was to sit in front of every single spirit and get a review would I pass the grade? Would spirit be like, yep, you said everything I needed to say. You said it in the way that I meant it. You didn't add on to anything. Beautiful job. Great job. You're promoted. That's that's how I hold myself accountable, because there's no way because you can literally get lost of being in a story time. Um, And that's when you go into evidence and you just go a 20 minute conversation around one piece of evidence. Like, <laughs> You think we're having a girl's day? no, <laughs> no. You just got nails. That was it. But that's part of our review. So if you treat it in some sort of professional way where even at your job, you're getting a review, right? You're getting critiqued and you're getting feedback and you're getting criticism. If you can't pass that as well from the spirit side, you got work to do. Mm -hmm. Work. Work. Okay. So I want to tell a quick story, Dana, Mm -hmm. and then we can move on. of Discernment. And, like, what doesn't resonate for you and, and, and leaving it aside is I went to a roadside psychic. So I want you to picture it. 20, 2011. A young maiden girl. <laughs> <laughs> no. I ended up going to a roadside psychic because I didn't know any better. This mm-hmm. is before my development, before I had a realization that I was a medium. It was, like, 10 years or 11 years ago. No, longer than that. I don't know. Uh, Time is a construct. (laughs) (laughs) But I walked in and the lady was saying that tarot cards were mediumship. And she was giving me a reading. And then she was like, your wife is jealous of you. And I don't know if you've met me. It's (laughs) raining men. All right. But like the things that she was saying, and I just literally let everything go. Like once she said something that just really was like way off, it literally took her integrity completely down. So just know the moral of this story is your integrity is all you have as a medium. It is all you got. Nothing else. The minute in one reading can ruin an entire career. Mm -hmm. I just want to say that. And if you don't believe me, there's some famous mediums that have ended their careers by one bad reading. One. One. Thousands of readings and one took them down. Sit on that for a second. So always being honest, having integrity in your work, admitting when you're wrong, wanting to grow is the best thing you can do for your mediumship. Mm -hmm. It is the best thing you, that is how you become a good medium, holding yourself accountable because your integrity is all you got.
1: It's all you got. And Mm -hmm. listen, throwing it out when it doesn't make sense, empowering yourself um one other thing that I want to leave with is vet your readers. You know, if you seek out mediumship and you mm-hmm. want mediumship, um vet your readers. This isn't uh mediumship can be a very healing thing, but it yeah. is not a replacement for grief. It is not a replacement for therapy. Um it is not something that you should go get like a ton of mediumship readings, one after the other after mm-hmm. the other after the other. Get a mediumship reading um, because you've vetted your reader, you've seeked them out, you found the right one, you should only need one, and then maybe six months a year down the line, get another one, but don't oh, don't just, keep going, don't keep going um,
0: you just unlocked something okay. psychic addiction-hmm
1: because it is an addiction, it is an addiction um, mm-hmm. but you know vet be be very careful of that be. Be aware of that. Um, use your intuition if something doesn't feel right let walk away. I want to like empower each one of you if you are in the middle of a reading you're five ten minutes into a reading and and the reader says your wife's cheating on you and you're a hundred percent into dudes uh, walk away and say I would like my money back right now
0: I didn't do that she got my thirty dollars. <laughs>
1: But I'm big on like advocate for yourself within the space mm-hmm. of the reading. Like, I just don't think you're the reader for me. Like nothing against you. I don't think you're the reading for me, reader for me. I'd like my money back. I, and, and talk to your reader prior to what is, what's your refund policy? What's going on? But I'm real big on like, don't wait until you've eaten your full meal before you tell your yeah. waiter that you didn't like your meal.
0: If you're looking your fingers at the end of this being like, I didn't like it. I'm going to be like, mm, keeping your money. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, you know, but advocating for yourself within the space of the reading um, an, an ethical reader is going to be like, okay. And, and an ethical reader, a good reader is going to probably be feeling that way before you felt yeah. it. And yeah. we're probably going to call it before you do. So, but always advocate for yourself within the space of a reading, if you're five, 10 minutes, or you're just not feeling the jive, I would rather have my client say, I'm not feeling this. Can I get a refund? Then you go through the whole thing. And then you're just carrying that with you forever. And you have this regret because you spent X amount of dollars and, you know, because we're not cheap. I mean, I I know I'm not cheap. I know you're not cheap. I know that, you know, a lot of good readers aren't there out there aren't there's a lot of bad readers that aren't aren't cheap so
0: yeah and take your time Mm -hmm. take your time it is not a rush but let's quickly touch base on psychic addiction um if we are not baseball cards it is not a pokemon you don't need to collect us all gotta catch them all nope Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. Take time before a reading because that can also affect your next reading and your next reading and your next reading and your next reading, and you're chasing the dragon Mm
2: -hmm. because
0: you're trying to get some information and you're trying to do this. You should have a. I put on my website, you need six months between a reading. If you've just had a reading with Dana Willie last week and you're coming to me for another reading, I'm going to be like, you need to seek therapy. You don't need me. You need a therapist because there's something obviously wrong. Because you get a rush from a mediumship reading,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and that is the same rush that gamblers get.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. It's the same rush that alcoholics get.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You're trying to escape. Mm-mm. Stop. No. You need you need professional help, and that's not something that I'm registered as a psychic medium to provide. I can't provide that for you. But if there's something like grief counseling, right, that's the first thing I'm going to recommend you. You need to go to some grief counseling. Is there something like a therapist that you can contact? Is this something that you could do? Because I will stop a reading if I found out that you just got a reading. I bet, mm-mm. Sorry. Nope. Nope. Because we feel it, too. Mm hmm. We 100% feel it. If I'm getting drips and drabs and I'm not building the power and then all of a sudden you're like, yeah, well, Dana said it last week. I'm literally going to be like, okay, so are, are you paying me for my time or are you paying me for a message? Like, what are you paying me for? Because I'm here to help you. I'm not here to be number 468 right next to Dana Willie. right? And that's a baseball card number. I don't know. <laughs> but take some time to care for yourself between readings and live a little mm-hmm. live a little have some space go explore life we're here in our school to learn some lessons <laughs> yeah so please do that I don't know Dana do you want to add anything to that because no, I, I just feel I like I just it, answered it
1: no I think I think it's a legit thing and I think people mm-hmm. um we, we talked a, lo- a little bit about it in our grounded episode but you know we spiritually bypass, and we try to like go. If I go to this psychic, if I go, no, you actually have to heal. We have to heal yeah. our humans. So therapy. Um, if you, if whatever you're trying to scratch the itch by going to another medium, by another medium, by another, you need to like reevaluate. What do you yeah. actually need to be healing? Um, you know, there is a place, and I do think that mediumship can be a very healing and very amazing mm-hmm. thing but too much of anything is not a good thing.
0: No. in moderation. I always want to be like mediumship is good in moderation. Yes.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. So I hope well, we we give you yeah. guys something to consider today and just, you know, more than anything, I hope I hope that you take co- Care of yourselves, I hope that you advocate for yourselves. Yes. I hope that we've given you some tools to empower yourselves in situations where you're like, "This just doesn't feel right. Um, the biggest things to leave with is vet your readers, vet who you let read for you. I got to tell you I'm a picky- picky bitch on who I let read for me.: Oh yeah. So um, don't believe everything you're told. That goes for like me. And Matt, like if there's mm-hmm. something we tell you that re- doesn't resonate, throw it out. Um, you should always empower yourself to th- trust your own intuition. Trust what feels right to you. Um, and just just know that your loved ones are okay. L- know that they aren't stuck. Know that they're not trapped. Know that they're not suffering. Know that whatever held them back here on the human planet of Earth is no longer holding them back in the spirit world.
0: They good. They good. Well, with that being said, Dana, I I, I love spicy Dana. I just want to say that. The passionate Dana, I love that that part of you. Because we don't really get to see that a lot. No, she, so gets,
1: thank you. she gets unleashed sometimes.
0: Thank you. <laughs> get back in the cage, girl. <laughs> well, with that being said, we love you all. You're in our hearts. And Dana.
1: Live your best life.
0: <laughs> Clean up an <in> aisle four <laughs> bye everybody. Bye. Bye. You're the light of a thousand suns.